So work culture has kind of picked up steam in the last few years, um, especially to LinkedIn, where people share, you know, work, good horror work stories, uh, looking for the jobs. I mean, job hopping is becoming more common. Uh, nasty people can be called out. Uh, awareness talk and well-being is on the continuing rise. And then, you know, companies have to do more to retain talent as well. So today my topic is about, you know, how to create an awesome work culture though this episode um just because the episode name has work i don't want it this episode uh, or people to think that it's just for professionals it's for volunteers project groups you know so for example uh people in study groups at schools universities clubs online groups um and also people looking for a job you know first time mid-career um so you know what to look for a culture what not to look out for um i'll share my experiences some you know bad bad horror stories that's you know bad horror stories some good stories as well some good managers i've had um and you know just tips to how to create it start creating an awesome or positive culture uh though before that hello everyone uh welcome to the aging millennial with amar your host and hope you had a great week great week great week great week it is almost the end of the year um and you know hope you're having a good holiday if you're on holiday and if you're not then hope you're enjoying whatever you're doing so um a quote by jack welsh is no company small or large can win over the long run without energized employees who believe in the mission and understand how to achieve it and there's another one uh, by patrick whiteseal you can have all the right strategies in the world if you don't have the right culture, you're dead. And I think that's that's a, that's a great one because um, it's it's you know culture is really important. Um, and you know I've worked for two FMC organizations. I've worked for a small one small consultancy. Um, I've had about nine different managers, um, and I've worked across different cultures as well. So I've had the opportunity opportunity to work in the UK. Pakistan, Russia, Turkey, and South Africa. So I have a good fair sense of, you know, uh, how some work cultures work. And I've got the, I'm really thankful to God for giving me the opportunity to work with professionals from different backgrounds. Um, and, you know, it's taught me a lot as well. Um, and there's some experiences I'm going to share with you now, uh, some horror stories from work and how they've destroyed culture and how it stems from culture. And this is based on my personal experiences uh though also uh from interactions with family and friends uh and hearing their stories as well so i don't know and some of you and i'm sure most of you not even some of you but most of you will be shocked um at you know hearing some horror work stories and i think i believe not even think i believe that these this kind of these kind of stories really show what kind of culture uh the organization has and you know how and and these are red flags so i was speaking to some people um i wouldn't say when uh because i would give out you know which organizations i talk i'm talking about but i you know i, I we, we were just discussing about performance feedback and you know why people don't get promoted and you know what the and how the culture is when it comes to promotion and you know getting people ahead of the curve and helping them in their careers and this guy told me that, you know, some people don't get promoted because they're fat. 
And one of the people actually got told by senior management, one senior guy, to lose weight. So if it was done once, it's rude. But it was done three times. And, you know, the problem is that if everyone thinks like that, or everyone holds the same or judges the people the same way in a workplace, uh, then it doesn't really need to be discussed in the talent review because subconsciously everyone's thinking that that guy or girl is fat and should and doesn't deserve a promotion. And I'm just shocked. Firstly, the basis of you know a basis of a promotion of you know how your weight kind of comes into play it shouldn't at all. It's completely irrelevant. Though this is happening in the 21st century as we approach 2022. Um, another piece of feedback, you know, this guy can't be sent on an international assignment because he doesn't wear global brands. So he would have been sent on an international assignment if his shirt were showing a global brand logo, but in for like a Hugo Boss or, or Tommy Hilfiger or um, Ted Baker and so forth. But it doesn't, so he shouldn't be sent on an international assignment because it would send a bad image of the company that sent him. Um, you know, um, then, you know, based on my experience, I didn't get a role because I didn't go align with someone after I visited some of the stores. Um, then this other guy, uh, was coming into the team and one of his managers, uh, said informally as a joke, you know, oh, that guy is so, um, you know, uh, mid tierish, <laughs> mid price tierish. Uh, and honestly, some of you might be thinking I'm joking, but and I was thinking I was being joked with, but this is actually true feedback. This is feedback on why some people don't get promoted or don't get ahead of others and why some people are preferred over others. And this really shows the culture, how it's ingrained into the culture, how people think, how people working there think, what their thoughts are like, what their you know, uh, what, what what their upbringing is like. Um, and it's difficult to challenge that because you need to change that mindset. And if everyone is thinking like that, a majority of people are thinking like that, then how do you bring that change? Um, you know, other cultures, you know, people get bullied based on so many different things. Um, I had I had a, a colleague who was bullied based due to his sexuality. Um, and that person did report it to HR, but they did nothing. And that person had to leave the company. Uh, and it's really, really sad. Uh, another person, you know, the culture, this really shows the culture of the company, but the culture, but the guy got picked on because of his dark skin color. Uh, and that person had was called dark in passing in a passing joke by everyone, and he had to answer back. Um, though he though he knows of the culture of the company and he answered back in a jokingly way uh, because he knew that if he reported to HR, nothing would be done about it. Um, and then this other person, uh, you know, um, was told he smiles too much. And then when he starts smiling too much, he was told he smiles too less. So it's really shocking, guys, how uh, some work cultures and some cultures are, you know, and these are the places, these are the environments where people are supposed to thrive, are supposed to be themselves, are supposed to develop as people, as professionals. Um, 
and then I remember once, you know, I didn't do what the top, what my indirect manager said just because I didn't agree with him. And he started ignoring me in the workplace. Uh, this very childlike behavior. Um, but you know, this is what it is. And these kind of cultures, uh, and I'm sure there's much more to this. And do share some of your experiences uh, because some of you may have got some really bad experiences or heard other people's bad experiences. And it might be hard for you to talk about it, though um, whatever you share remains anonymous. Um, and, you know, um, sometimes it's always good to, you know, get something off your shoulders if you want. Um, but these cultures produce bad people. So I remember I was, uh, I had worked with someone and that person lied about her, about their spouse, you know, how they met, where they studied, where that person studied, um, where that person worked. Um, they were lying about, you know, their spouse having a much more important job, uh, traveling globally, um, and, and all that. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether it was because of the culture that person had to lie and make up stuff about their life. And trust me, I, I know they made that up because I did some research. Um, I had some time and I did some research over some days with a fellow colleague and, yeah, it turned out that our manager is lying. Uh, though I don't know if it was a product of bad culture. This is what they've taught. But, you know, sometimes these kind of people are supported in the organization. Um, another manager I knew, uh, you know, got anal about her team coming five minutes late. Um, and then once I remember, we didn't include one of our managers in our WhatsApp group. And I mean, everyone has WhatsApp groups without their manager, right? It isn't a big thing. Though that person felt really offended and they do, drew a diagram um, on, you know, what they were feeling and where that feeling comes from. Uh, and we were shocked. We were shocked. We were like, you know, uh, fine, you know, you, you told us you don't like it, but you don't have to explain this where these feelings come from. Um, and also, you know, being five minutes late, who cares? As long as you're getting the job done, who cares? So these kind of cultures, you know, if you're working in this place, it really creates feelings of resentment. It creates feelings of fear. Uh, it creates feelings. It creates so many different feelings. I mean, another example um, based on me, you know, was um, I, I once saw eight missed calls for my manager on, on you know, on a certain platform. Uh and I called that manager back and uh, they said, you know, it was just a check to see if I was working. Completely ridiculous. Um, and then, you know, this other manager I encountered where they would call people's slides crap. They would undermine people's efforts. They wouldn't even appreciate the effort. They would say, never show these slides ever again. I never want to see them ever again. Uh, this, you know, some people have mood swings, you, you know, sometimes they're shouting at you, sometimes they're nasty to you, and sometimes they're uber and overly nice to you. So you just don't know where they are. And these work cultures, these organizations support such people, which is, which is ridiculous. Um, I remember at one workplace, this, um, a colleague of mine, um, uh, her uncle was coming into town and they were going to meet after 10 years um, and an urgent request came through. And 
she asked her manager if she could leave. You know, her uncle's in town and her manager refused, said you have to get the work done. And that poor girl had to stay till midnight and her manager wouldn't help her. Her manager left. She had to do it and the girl didn't get a chance to spend, you know, more time with her uncle, uh, who she would see after 10 years. Um, so, you know, it's really, um, it's really sad that, you know, organizations support such people because these people who go into leadership positions, who go into management positions, shape the culture, shape their team's culture. And that team's culture kind of trickles down and, you know, has a knock-on effect on other teams' cultures. Um, so it's, you know, I'm sure they're more, you know, they're, um, there's so much more, like I've listened to a recent story where people get promoted because of who they know in the organization, even though they're crap at their job, um, they, they get promoted because, um, you know, the person who promotes them, um, is related to that person or is reporting into that person's family member or, I don't know, someone he knows, um, I've seen I, I've seen in front of my eyes senior people use juniors for as their scapegoats to get out and they put them in trouble. Um, um, I I've heard of stories where um, you know this person was doing a shit job but he couldn't get fired because one of his you know top uh, family member his family member was his top positions but as soon as his family member left that person got fired without any explanation um, and then I. Uh, and then also this other person got fired um, because the, the the person who hired him did not get along with his manager. Completely ridiculous, man. Honestly. Uh, other horror work stories, you know, uh, I've, I have a friend who works in a place where they only get maximum two coffees a day. <laughs> and if they miss the time, they don't get that coffee. Honestly, these are stories. Uh, and do share and do share your stories as well. Uh, I just keep, you know, getting surprised day by day. Though, in contrast to some great stories as well, uh, I have worked with some great people and great managers. Uh, my manager, there's one particular manager who you know, kind of encouraged me, uh, who, you know, took a gamble on me, and but gave me that space to bring in my ideas, to shape my work the way I wanted to, to expand my role from the core things to, you know, taking on more responsibility and to influencing different parts of the business, uh, supporting my ambitions, my aspirations, guiding me, you know, being a mentor, uh, letting me present my work to senior management rather than, uh, you know, taking credit for it. And I've known, I've worked with people, I've worked with managers who take credit for the work you've done, you've done uh, and don't even appreciate that when they're presenting uh so they kind of uh flag it off as their own effort uh i've had managers who you know who've not contacted me outside working hours or on the weekends and if they had they apologized uh and then i've had managers who've not apologized at all who've booked meetings on sundays because they had to get their work done or their ass saved so, um, you know, culture really does make a difference. I worked in organizations where, you know, we've got thank you gifts, Christmas gifts, New Year gifts. Uh, and, but then other organizations, we've got nothing of this sort, no appreciation, nothing, you know. Uh, sometimes, you, you, you know, words aren't just enough. You need, there needs to be action as well. And, you know, gifts and all that stuff do help. Uh, I've worked in places where 
um, you know, I've got great inductions and great onboarding versus organizations where I've got shit onboarding, completely crap onboarding. Um, and I had to do everything myself or colleagues had to do it for me. So, you know, there, 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 there are huge differences. There, everyone experiences good stories, every good experiences and bad experiences as well. And I'm happy I had to share both because bad stories have always taught me how not to be. And you know, that, that kind of brings me in nicely with how can you start to create a positive culture at your workplace or in a team project or anywhere you're working uh, or anything you're doing. So I think first and foremost, uh, general ethics have to be applied everywhere. And general ethics mean, you know, uh, be nice, be courteous, be, um, be respectful, uh, regardless of anything, regardless of gender, race, religion, creed, etc., um, these are just general ethics. Don't lie. Be honest. Um, you know, other one, be empathetic. So listen to your team, listen to your colleagues, listen to your teammates, uh, listen to your project team members, understand their viewpoint, be understanding of their situation. For example, if they're sick, don't make them work. I've had, I've heard of cases at work where people had COVID and had, and were made to work at home. And these people were coughing, you know, on the phone call had really, were in a really bad state. Though there was no remorse and they and and they were working, uh, and I've seen that and I think and I asked them why were you working? They're like, oh, because if we go on leave, we're we're deemed as weak people, and that really shows the work culture. Um, you know, when you're and empathy also means you know giving confidence to what the other person is saying, uh, repeating what they've said, summarizing what they said, so they really are uh, they're really assured of you've heard them, you've listened to them. Uh, and you understand where they're coming from, and really, ha- and this really has a positive impact on the other person's well-being. Um, you know, be calm if someone disagrees with you. Everyone has a right to disagree with you. You can agree to disagree, uh, but be calm. You know, uh, if if someone disagrees with you, think for a second. You know where they're coming from. Um, you know, I've come across a good amount of people who um, really get moody, who really shout, who really dismiss your views and viewpoints. And that honestly, if you have that trait um, and you, you know, that really shows cowardness and insecurity, it doesn't show machinous, it doesn't show you have a strong personality. Uh, I've worked in cultures where you're asked to be aggressive, like investment banking is really famous for that. And though, but you know, being, uh, shooting down other person's ideas, being rude um, does not indicate a strong personality. It actually shows the insecurity. Uh, be trusting, you know, uh, if someone tells you to keep a secret, do keep it. I've seen people who, uh, I've told things to people and it's just spread like wildfire. Uh, and when you ask the person you've told what happened, they're like, oh, we never said anything. Well, obviously they did, right? So uh, if someone trusts you with something, learn to keep their secret. Um, this doesn't just go for the workplace, but this goes into every part of your life. So I think this comes under ethics. Um, and don't spread stuff. Um, a good word of advice for my is to get your hands dirty. So I always think that when a new manager takes over, uh, you know, you really need to understand the work, uh, in terms of how your team does it every single task. So if your team falls sick, your team wants to move on and you don't find his or her replacement, you need to know how to do stuff. And I think getting your hands dirty really builds trust with your team as well. And don't get scared of doing the dirty work. You may have, you know, it's always a good learning opportunity for you. You may learn something new. Uh, it shows collaborativeness rather than, you know, uh, rather than uh, your team being fearful of, you know, uh, our manager, uh, 
you know doesn't know anything or etc. Um, you know, if you if you do manage a team, take an interest in the careers. Uh, book book one to ones. Take an initiative to do take the be proactive and book them yourself. Uh, don't always refer them to book it. I know in a lot of organizations we ask our you know the junior members or our team members or our direct reports to book one to ones and show initiative and show you know that they're in control of their career. Though it also helps senior managers, you know, managers doing that with their teammates as well. Uh, though. Big, big word of advice, listen to the interest and be honest and open with them. Don't string them along. Don't make false promises that you can't keep. I have experienced that where, you know, verbal commitments are different and what actually happened were different. And then uh, when I confronted them or, you know, confronted whoever was responsible, they backtracked saying never happened or never was committed. So always be, you know, never string people on. If you can't do something, just be open and honest that you can't do something or this won't happen. That's always better than making false promises because it really I would actually respect that person more if they're honest and open with me rather than making false promises and I'm sure the other people would feel the same as well uh, always good regardless of whether you're senior junior always ask for constructive feedback from people around you It'll, it's always great to know how you're doing and how you're interacting and whether there are areas you can work on uh, and any strength areas you can you know use as leverage um, no one is too small or big for any feedback it always helps um, and always show gratitude, you know, and always be nice. I'm actually shocked every day on how rude people can be, uh, how dismissive people can be, how moody people can be. And it's not cool. It is not cool to be rude. Show gratitude. Be nice. Whether you're junior, seniors, the T-boy, uh, the cleaner, uh, be nice to everyone. Every, you know, respect people the way you want to be respected. Um, and there's so many other things as well, you know, and I think also creating a work, work culture, um, it's really just going back on the empathy thing. I think it's really important to listen to people's, um, values and what aligns with their values and career goals as well. Uh, I think if you listen to that and you help them achieve that, that'll keep them motivated. And that's a higher probability of them being at the company and staying in the company rather than leaving because they'll feel they're cared for and they're meeting their ambitions and they're living to their values through that um so you know obviously when you're considering a new job or you know looking to switch uh obviously read about the company on glassdoor if if available ask people working there if you know anyone how the culture is uh ask interviewers about the culture i think that's a really big thing i ask uh new potential employers about you know how the culture is um and i read up a lot that because i read up a lot on that because culture is really important it really dictates on how happy you'll be at the organization um you know it it, it it might seem it might be easy to say that you know my work will speak for itself or i'll keep my head down and just work and i'll try to change the culture though it is difficult and it is challenging you can remain happy for the first three four months though it does take a toll on you later down uh so I really hope you enjoyed this episode and could relate to it. Obviously, there's so much more to creating an awesome work culture, but this is just a start. Um, and I'd be happy to you know, do more episodes on that based on my experience. And I'm sure I have more horror stories to share with you with. So uh, just ending the episode on some reviews. Um, so these are the re this reviews on the lint red chocolates, you know, the red balls. Uh, so one person said, my only complaint is that once I opened the box... I can't stop myself from eating them. For this reason, I try to avoid ordering them, but they sometimes slip into my basket accidentally. Uh, my favorite chocolate so far. Amazing. I love I love this. Uh, there was another one on Kim Jong-un, Christmas calendar. Perfect gift for my 10-year-old who likes football, 
donuts and North Korean dictators. Uh, I'm sure that it was sarcastic. And the last one, Guinness Book of Records, two two thousand and twenty-two. I don't know if you, uh, uh, I don't know how many of you uh, read book the Guinness Book of Records uh, when you were younger, but I certainly did when I was, you know, a young teenager, and I really enjoyed them. I really look forward to, uh, you know, buying the new Guinness Book of Records every every year, uh, especially you know how glitzy it was and how glossy it was and just. Nice pages and the smell of the fresh pages. I just loved the whole thing, and then different records and the layout and the design and the creativity that went behind it. I just loved those. But anyways, this uh, reviews on the 2022 version. Um, the review is: Smallpox mortality rate has declined by over 99% before widespread use of the vaccine. COVID deaths being about 2.5 million. In the book is laughable. Most of the deaths are people who died of other causes within a month of a positive PCR test and weren't even sick. Many of the COVID deaths had zero minimal symptoms for goodness sake. This book is not entirely factual. So I love how this reviewer is challenging the facts in this uh, book, which I would, uh, you know, which would, would, a book which I would trust and wouldn't really challenge. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, as always, subscribe. Give me a review on this episode. Rate it on Apple Podcast if you can and share with your family or friends. Until next week, ciao, ciao, ciao.